I'm Megan. And I'm Brian. And this is Housewives History with Megan and Brian. The podcast where we remind you. Why we all became obsessed with Housewives in the first place. By focusing on the good times. And leaving you guys to argue about the bad ones. This once a week gab fest is sure to provide the escapism. That we feel the franchises are lacking right now. Join us on Memory Lane. Because this is Housewives History. Oh my God, like this episode was fucking insane. Like the just but so much was foreshadowed for me from the, oh shit, sorry. Hey y'all, how y'all doing? Welcome and welcome back. This is Housewives History with Megan and Brian. What's going on? Y'all know how we do. We don't never just say hey at the beginning of the show. What's yeah, going on? Yeah. We like to dive right in and then let you join in the middle. <laughs> Yes, we like to just 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 go in head first and let, let you just figure out where we are somewhere in the middle. Absolutely. But yes, it. Oh my gosh, we are so excited. We are back. We are talking about season one, episode one of the Real Housewives of Potomac. Oh my God, Megan, you have done it again. I feel like after the season. The newest season just ended. It felt like this was like perfect to kind of like pick up here because like we just saw like kind of like a crazy season end and a lot of controversy with um, this. And it's kind of crazy to see how like how the very first episode of Potomac occurred and then kind of like where it's at now. Not only just for that, but to see how like the you know the uh housewives have really like progressed or deprogressed over the years so it's kind of like really cool to see that and i always enjoy seeing like how much someone has grown how much someone has changed how someone has gone from a favorite to a not favorite a not favorite to a favorite like it's i always like to see those type of things i agree there's a lot of moments that felt really full circle watching this episode and then seeing where the housewives are now in season seven is where they are it's so crazy like it just it just it's like it's so crazy because i never realized how much i loved giselle in the beginning yeah you wouldn't know now i I still love Giselle. Like, I know she kind of had, like, a controversy season this year, but Giselle's still one of my favorite housewives, and I do love and adore her. And um, obviously, like, all housewives have faults. All housewives have good moments. All housewives have bad moments. Um, This wasn't great for Giselle this past season, but I agree with you. Like, we'll see. As we go and talk about it, like, I'll kind of explain why I I do love Giselle. Um... So if you guys didn't know by now, <laughs> we're talking about uh, Real Housewives of Potomac season one, episode one. Uh, it first aired on January 17th of 2018. Um, the, mo- the name of the episode was Mind Your Manor- uh, Matters. And a little description of the episode, uh, Giselle Lacks of Manners puts at her with odds with Karen Gondam of High Society 
in Potomac, Katie tries to spur her boyfriend to ask her to marry him, while Robin must decide if she wants to rekindle with her ex-husband. I I need to see. Mm-mm. There's a couple things in that description that I already let 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 you know that this ain't gonna go well for a couple people. <laughs> Katie. <laughs> In yeah. Episode one, we already knew that wasn't gonna last. Yeah, I liked them together, but like, Katie is just, uh, Katie. Katie is a lot to deal with, and I'm not gonna say that in a positive or negative way. I'm gonna just yeah. say Katie is a lot to deal yeah. with. And it's so we'll- crazy to see her how she acts in this episode versus like how she acts now and how she acts like really pretty much after this season it's crazy interesting to see it's like comparing a transformation of someone like a katie ross to a transformation of someone like a portia williams it's very see that type of growth you know what i mean it's very different yeah because both of them have had really huge really extreme transformations but in like the complete opposite direction (laughs) yeah no i i agree i actually really agree with that um i actually literally i want to start from the very first words that are uttered (laughs) in this episode okay go for it hot from the gate like literally from the gate I, my first note is Giselle and Karen's opening lines sound yes. like taglines. They do. They sound like literal taglines because Giselle said something to the effect of, if you don't know about Potomac, it's fine. It's because we did a good job keeping it a well-kept secret. I, I love that. That's not like a tagline. <laughs> yeah, it does though. And then Karen comes in with, without missing a beat. And she's like, new money is great, but old money is so much better. I was like, tagline, yes. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I... And then Katie says, what does Katie say? If you're not, be- if you don't behave, you might be asked to leave. Which instantly triggered me. Yeah. Because I was like, then why are you (laughs) why are any of these women why have none of these women been asked to leave but then i thought about it i was like well most of these women don't actually live in potomac none of like the only yeah like karen it's weird because i don't know who lives in potomac anymore like (laughs) we don't know like if this really could have been the real housewives of the dmv and and, like we really could have real we would have we, never known. Cause some of these girls live in Merlin. It look like some of these girls live in Virginia's somewhere. We don't know where Karen lives. <laughs> we don't know where Karen lives. I think Karen <laughs> is the only one that lives in Potomac now because Mia was renting at Potomac and now she live in a penthouse in hell somewhere. <laughs> I don't know what they got going on. Oh, speaking of, at the end of this episode, when we get through talking about this, we need to, for our red pill, can we talk about Mia, Peter, and uh, G getting messy and being all in women's business and acting like bitches all across the internet? Absolutely. I mean, what else is there to talk about besides baby. messiness? Baby. 
Oh, baby. But back I to didn't wa- I didn't watch G's um, Instagram post. I, I just saw a piece of it. I just heard clips of it, and then I sent it to you. And I was like, "Girl, you gonna finish it? I'm not." But and then you didn't even watch it. I guess you been yes. long. <laughs> you said, "Bitch, I ain't got time for that." Mm-mm. I wonder if I got the wrong video because hold on, I'll have to go back in my messages because I don't remember you sending me one. Hold on, was it on? But I think it was like from Twitter. Like, like the, like the link was the video from Twitter. But I oh. sent it to you on Instagram. I thought I sent it to you. Because I, I don't know. When did you send it? Because I literally don't have anything. Earlier today, but I may have just like put it in the thing and just didn't hit send. No. Yeah, anything. the only thing you sent me today was the Erica Jane thing. Oh, well shit. Well, <laughs> I'll send it to you. Okay, anyway. Cool. Anyway. I, somebody. <laughs> I don't know who I sent it to then. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, scooting along in this opening scene, <laughs> if I sent that video to you, drop down in the comments to let me know that I sent it to you. Just say it was me and I'll know what's going on. But I want to scoot down a little bit because um, Robin and Giselle pissed me off real quick in these opening scenes. My next note, I'm not exactly sure how far down it is, but the note that I have is I'm so disgusted seeing Robin and Giselle have these conversations about identifying with their blackness in this opening trailer for the season when we blatantly dismiss the conversation of colorism, not like it isn't a problem on the show, but like it doesn't exist. It really pisses me off. And then it gets deeper when we get to Giselle's backstory later on in the episode when we figure out who she is and where she comes from. But but listening to them talk about being half white or identifying as black women, and I was like, really though? Really though? Because <laughs> it really, like- No, I see what you mean. Mm, don't like that. Don't like that for us at all. <laughs> But I did have something, but right before that closed, did you have something before the tagline started? Because I have a note about something that I saw in the opening. No, I honestly, I have no really notes until um, Giselle introduces herself with her daughters like in the kitchen. So you go ahead and do your thing. Me, because I had notes from the first word all the way through the taglines, and I came in hot from there. Like, I was ready to go this episode. I don't know what be going on with me, but I was ready to talk my shit. Go for it. There was a moment, and I'm probably going to keep bringing this up. I think I have several notes about this at several points throughout the episode because it kept pissing me off. Um, There was a point where Giselle was sitting with with her daughters at the moment right before the tagline started because when I hit pause, the the um, music was about to start. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. I know what, what scene you're talking about. Yeah, she was just sitting there with her daughters or whatever, which they were babies. Oh my God, they're grown. They were so little. They little. Like, they look like they were my daughter's age. Like, my kids Crazy. Crazy. But that's not what we're here for. What I was pausing for was Giselle's hair looked so good. Her hair looked good besides the one scene. Obviously, you know which one I'm talking about. But I actually loved her hair this episode besides that one scene. And I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you what it is that 
as a black woman that knows a little something about black women's hair, she, those moments where her hair looks good, she has sew-ins. She, okay. She's wearing a wig. Giselle, okay. and, and I figured it out in this first episode. I, I cracked the code with <laughs> Giselle. Giselle and wigs do not get along. As long as Giselle has a sew-in and she has extensions, if Giselle would just get tape-ins or or them little Q-Link extensions that are popping right now, if Giselle would do anything but a wig, Giselle's hair would be fine. <laughs> but if every time Giselle puts on a freaking wig, ah, I'm, I'm gonna try not to curse in this episode. I'm sure I done broken already, but. <laughs> but every time Giselle puts on a wig, she automatically looks 10 years older and twice as ghetto. <laughs> oh my God. Now getting to the taglines. All right. Giselle's tagline, word on the street. I am the word on the street. Classic. Iconic. Iconic. Sure. Iconic. It was it was perfect. And her hair looked great there too. Yes. She had longer extensions, but it was a sew-in or she had some, you know, like taped in real quick. It was, yeah. She, she ain't have her full wig on. Long as Giselle got some leave out, she alright. See, see, Giselle just needs to just let her edges be free. That's what Giselle's problem is. Giselle just needs to let her hairline show. Yes. It's it ooh. Karen's um like ah, I didn't actually write down their um taglines, but I did have notes. Okay. Karen's tagline I, I thought was I, I thought was great. I think it was um it's not who you know, it's who you are and I'm everything. Yeah. Thickening. I was like Karen is on point. Karen is on point from, from day one. Katie's I Dress though in her and I don't know. I didn't just, like that dress either, and I didn't like Robin's dress either. I didn't like Robin's dress either. Katie's tagline was sad as hell to me. I didn't like it. She said something about uh, balls and galas are my life, and I'm the princess of the something or whatever. It was yeah. it, it was sad as hell. I was like, girl, this is terrible. Yeah. Robin's tagline was ironic to me. Yeah. Um, she said, I don't have a conventional life and I'm something or something or whatever. I forgot what her tagline was, but I found it extremely ironic. I was like, oh, well, that's yeah, not it, I don't remember Sharice. I hate Sharice so much. Sharice's tagline was, um, if I don't know who you are, then you're not worth knowing. <sighs> Which I thought was great, but I just don't like her enough to love it. Yeah, for sure. So I was like, oh, it's a good tagline, but just because it's you, I'm going to give it a, 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 a half a point off. <laughs> Absolutely. We don't know. Like now, opening up on this golf course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we open up at a golf course, and there was something that I noticed just, just casually passing. There was a sign that says um, coaches and players only. And for some reason, <laughs> seeing that sign, <laughs> seeing that sign kind of just struck out to me for a few reasons. It kind of, one, 
kind of foreshadowed how the how the dynamic of the group was gonna go as yes. the season played on, and then it automatically made me think think about Juan and his case, and I was like, "Ooh, that's banji." <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, well, damn." Hmm. Okay. Um. I. So we so we get to Giselle, and once again, the first thing that I have for Giselle and is Giselle and Wiggs have never gotten along. <laughs> never gotten along. Giselle and Wiggs have never gotten along because she is in this kitchen with these children, with this animal. You didn't, my- like, you didn't like that wig? No! I thought if she didn't have that scarf on her, on like the headband, I liked it. Maybe it's just me. That wig <laughs> looked so plastic. That wig looked like cheap synthetic fibers. That wig looked like it was flammable. That wig looked like if she moved too hard, it was gonna burst into flames. Like that wig looks so cheap. See, it's up see, it's see, here's the thing about black women in wigs. Black women can't wear cheap wigs. And let me tell you why. Black women who wear cheap wigs start looking like crackheads real quick. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be shady towards black women. I'm telling you this as a bitch that wears wigs, okay? I know what we go through. You just can't wear any old wig across your scalp and think you're gonna be fierce, darling. There are just certain textures and certain types of hair black women don't need to be wearing in their head because they look crazy. That. <laughs> that she had laid upside her scarf was one of those contraptions that she shouldn't have had. (laughs) This is only 2018. Wigs were not like, this ain't like this was 1998 where lace fronts weren't a thing. But she was choosing to wear these awful ass wigs just like she chooses to wear them in 2023. (laughs) But I digress. (laughs) The only note I had here, um, uh, okay, so she, um, in her confessional, um, Giselle called Jamal a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater, and then she said he liked to share his salami, and I thought that was really funny. (laughs) I was like, not hide his salami. I was like, girl, where you heard that? What, what episode of Golden Girls was that on? Did you just rock and was like, I'm just gonna rock that. Like, that sound like she heard that on a late night episode of the Golden Girls the night before. And that was just on her mind when she went to go film the confessional the next day. Yeah. Like I was like, girl, what is that? Not he loved to hide his salami. I was like, girl, no not to be stereotypical, but black people don't eat salami. And I'm gonna prove that to you later on when we get to Karen's birthday dinner with a line that Robin drops off real quick that it's gonna come real full circle for me and you later on, but we'll get to that. <laughs> um, that was the only note I had. I just thought that was really, really funny. That is fucking funny as hell. I th- There was a couple things that I had about Giselle because I was, I, I was typing my ass off. Like I have at least nine pages of notes at this point. And I am catching up to you today. (laughs) (laughs) Her daughters have been hilarious from day one. They're so cute. 
her daughters have been funny from day one. The way Grace sprayed that pan, oh, yeah. <laughs> like she was like she was spraying fire. Like like she yeah. was spraying, she was spraying of she was spraying like she was spraying a fire hydrant at, or uh, uh what's the uh what's the th- a fire extinguisher at a damn fire. She was <laughs> she was like you don't turn your head away and spray. Look at what you spray. <laughs> I'm like, how is this gonna work? <laughs> they are just so cute and so funny from day one. It is just so funny. But she automatically fucks up the vibe when she cuts to this confessional and she gets to talking about her grandfather being a civil rights leader. And you know, it really you know, I hate to be the black person in the room, but as the black person in the room. It really pissed me off that she gonna sit up here and talk about her grandfather's legacy and being a, you know, civil rights activist and how she's proud and how her daughters are really proud and ah, ah, ah. And then she gonna pull all this colorism bullshit six seasons later. It was, it really made me feel like Portia when she was talking about her grandfather being standing right next to Martin Luther King. You know, everybody granddaddy stood next to Martin, chat. Everybody you know, said. Everybody granddad stood next to Martin Chat. Everybody got a picture with Martin Chat. Martin's like, who are all these people? <laughs> all these it, I took a picture with everybody at the damn meeting. Like that don't mean they was my right hand. <laughs> Martin took a picture with everybody. Like, calm down. But it like it really gave me like Portia talk about how she was so invested in her grandfather's legacy and then thought that the Underground Railroad was an actual railroad. <laughs> oh, Portia! It just gave embarrassing, embarrassing, embarrassing. But I did have a question. Yeah, she said something in her introduction of herself that when she left Potomac, people were throwing her goodbye parties, and they were so sad. <laughs> came back, people were so happy and they was throwing her 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 parade. Who the hell are these people? I know. I was like, oh gosh. Like, I know people? she was being sarcastic, but I Was she? <laughs> I think so. I would hope so. Was she? Because she said they were all wearing black. Like somebody died. I'm like, oh. I really feel like Giselle just happened to walk into Walmart one day and catch two of her girlfriends in black t-shirts and just ran with an air. <laughs> like, I really feel like she just happened to be matching with a girl that was wearing black one day and it just went up from there. And that game of telephone from that moment in Walmart to the Bravo cameras was when I left town, everybody in the town was wearing black and it was a funeral, child. You would have thought Biggie died, child. Again. <laughs> Honey, I was like, who the hell are these people? And it was just a mess because it goes right back to talk about activism when she was talking about not only was her ex-husband, Jamal Cheater Cheater, Pumpkin Eater, Salami Hider, Bryant, Pastor Holy Whore Bryant. <laughs> not only was he a pastor, but also he was a civil rights activist. So not only was your grandfather out here fighting for the goodness of the black folks, but your husband was out here fighting for the national advancement of colored folks, and you was out here being an being an embarrassing negress. Are you serious, ma'am? Ma'am. Ma'am. 
it just like I'm trying to keep it cute, but like, bruh, <laughs> bruh. But it did kind of, it did kind of. She solidified something for me. She really told us something very prophetic in her in her opening statements, though. Giselle, from the moment she said that she's not abiding by the etiquette rules of Potomac, she made it very clear from that day that she was going to be a messy bitch and there was nothing that none of these hoes could do about day one. (laughs) She let it it be known exactly what the fuck she was here for. Yeah, like, this is how I'm going to get my check. She's like, y'all ain't stop me from getting this coin, honey. Don't let the etiquette girls of Potomac stop me from flourishing on television. I watched (laughs) New York. I watched Omarosa. Yeah. Like, I feel like she's one of those girls that knew that really the black women that were succeeding in reality TV were villains. Yes. That was- knew- I think she walked in with a clear agenda to be a reality TV villain from day one and has never actually cared anything about her castmates in any real ass way. So like, that's why she can just so cavalierly say seven years later that I don't give a damn about somebody conducting physical violence to Wendy because I don't like her ass. But when you beat, but when you beat up Candace, I kind of liked her that day. So, and on top of that, it really wasn't about me liking Candace or not. I didn't like Monique enough to make violence a problem. For her to just so blatantly admit that, That she's woman like, is going to hell. She's going to hell. She's going to hell. And I'm not even religious, but that woman is going to somebody's hell. <laughs> somebody's. Somebody's hell. Because I loved her so much in the beginning, and the woman she has become is disgusting to me. Now, mind you, I want to caveat that because I am a Virgo, and I do speak in very extreme verbiage. So, um, it's really not that I hate her as a person, like in theory, on paper, she's an incredible reality star, but Giselle specifically crosses a lot of lines for me. No, she I crosses get it. a lot of lines in reality TV. In theory, she's a great reality star. To somebody who doesn't have to be aware of certain things, she's awesome reality TV. And I get why people love her as a reality star. I'm not taking that away from her. But Giselle is just one of those people that crosses lines from, oh, she's great TV to, like, you know how I ask on my podcast all the time, what's the difference between a controversial and a problematic housewife? Yeah. Giselle dances on that line a lot for me. Right. And why I have such issues with her because if she would just stick to being a messy bitch I could talk about her and her tacky ass clothes and wigs and and just leave it there right but she just dances over that line for me and I'm like girl come on heifer <laughs> move on Katie <laughs> I didn't have much to say about Katie. All I all I had here was um, so Katie um, ends up meeting up with her. Um, I forgot what his name. What was his name? Peter, right? Was it Peter? Why should be Curtis or some shit? I, I really don't know. What I never wrote down his name. I never what wrote down his name, but I do have a Andrew. bunch of in this scene. It's Andrew. Oh, girl! I was about to say Anthony. Oops. Well, you were, you would have been close, 
Um, so they end up meeting for dinner and then she or lunch and then she kind of explains like um that she ended up um that she has like three three four kids three kids under the age of three um yeah and she left her ex-husband while she was four months pregnant she doesn't say why um (laughs) and then um she ends up saying that she met Andrew a year and a half after um after she gave birth to her daughter um the only thing I have is that um she says that she loves in her confessional she says that she loves the white and Jewish boys yep (laughs) yep (laughs) Listen. listen um um, hmm. I'm just gonna read this exactly as I wrote it because I tried to be very clear in what I wanted to say when I wrote this down. So I'm gonna just read it exactly as I wrote it. Okay, laid on me. <laughs> Hearing Katie say she loves the white boys and loves the Jewish boys really makes me cringe. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with dating outside your race. In fact, I'm all for it. Right. There's something about stating it as a preference, especially as a Black woman, that reads very suspect. However, if you take her being a black woman out of it, it still is cringy. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> Cause like eat like I feel like that statement is weird coming out of anybody's mouth. Like if that like like that could have came out of Katie's mouth. That could have came out of Teresa's mouth. That could have came out of Tamara's mouth. And I would have looked at all three of them the exact same way. Like, what? What? So funny. (laughs) But it it, it just, it just, it was very just like, because I don't have nothing wrong. Like, like anyone that knows me knows I say all the time I find people sexy of four races people know like Simu Liu is my baby daddy like I will punch you in the face over him like girls know how I feel about him you know what I mean like Bruce Lee was one of my first crushes like I punched a bitch in the face over Matthew Broderick like but we won't talk about that because we don't condone violence on this podcast. But there is something about Andre that I do want to um, point out. He pissed me off in this scene when they went to this dinner brunch snack. I'm not exactly sure what time of day it is. What was the point of him even asking her what her calendar looked like if he was going to be pissed off? Like, if he expected her to already be going to whatever quote-unquote golfing venture that 
like basically what I'm trying to say is my whole thing is I don't understand what was the point of Andre even asking her about her schedule in the first place if he expected her to be going to whatever this quote unquote golfing venture is that she's supposed to be supporting him at like my whole thing is if this isn't something that they've already pre-discussed then why are you trying to make it whatever it is you have going on more important than her philanthropic events that she already has planned like that was a huge red flag to me because you ask her about her schedule like you don't already know yeah like you don't know what she has coming up and then when she tells you what she has coming up you basically bitch her out because she's not available to go to whatever it is you want her to go to. Like, I need to be made clear because I don't play golf and I I, I don't know if you or your husband plays golf. Mm-mm. Oh. Just <laughs> to the listeners. Um, what exactly is a golf venture. Yeah, I have like, no... Like, is it tea time? Right. Or, is it a dinner? Like, what? Is it is like it a... a is or, it like a, like, scavenger hunt? <laughs> what, like... <laughs> like, it's... Like... Answer me! Like, 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 that, like, that, like, like, that made nothing, like... You support like you supporting my golfing ventures is more important than you going to some charity event. I was like, well, what exactly does golf provide the world that charity doesn't? Because I'm trying to think. I'm confused. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I have no clue. That was a big red flag for me. Like, I was like, sir? Like, did yeah. y'all get what y'all rehearsed for this scene or something? Because That's what you, I was thinking, too. <laughs> like, you literally asked her what her schedule was only to be mad when she gave you an answer. Like, what, like, what, like, what the fuck that mean? Like, if you, like, if you're, like, if, like to me, what would have made that make sense is you would have is if you would have said the line y'all rehearsed at home, which was, "Hey, are you still coming to my golf event on Saturday?" To which Katie would have then responded, "You know, I have that such and such charity event on Saturday," and then you could have bitched her out, and it would have made sense. Yeah, because then there would have been some obvious miscommunication, but. You, it was, you, you asked her what she was doing and then got mad at her for telling you. <laughs> to us. Yeah. Doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But then again, neither does Katie. <laughs> I, I will say that woman looked completely different. Oh my God. She's like a totally different person. She looked completely different. She had a full set of edges. Like... She was. She, she, she had she was, makeup on. Like she was well dressed. She, she talked she, differently. I re- like, and I'm not. And and let me preface what I'm about to say by saying I know I talk a lot of shit, 
And I be joking a lot. And I say a lot of things sarcastically. But what I'm about to say, I am saying in all due seriousness. Do you think Katie had some sort of like mental breakdown? I think so. I think she, she like, I think that like, as you remember, like her kind of like saying that like, in this scene particular, she said that every night she was out like doing galas and stuff like that. And then she was a model. And then she has three, she she has three kids, three years apart. Like I feel like, and then Potomac, I feel like was probably like, and maybe getting fired from Potomac was like her breaking point. And I, I just feel like everything was like catching up with her and she didn't know how to deal with it. Um, and then obviously she lost custody of her children so I'm sure that didn't help the situation it was just a lot and I was like because I didn't really follow her story that closely um excuse popping a um sun-kissed singles for a water bottle if you hear that noise in the background you're fine yeah I didn't follow much of Katie like I wasn't a fan of Katie on when she was actually like a full timer, actually started to enjoy Katie like when she was like a friend. Yeah, when she came back, <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> Ooh, child, Katie brought her ass back on that show with that cheap ass wig and like that was the, the. I think that was the worst wig of all wigs. You remember me telling you that thing earlier in the episode about black women in cheap wigs. They start looking real drug addict, like, real Well, quick. she's really not trying to be mean in any way, but I feel like at this time is when she was, like, breaking down, and I feel like she probably couldn't afford anything, like, newer and nicer. So I'm not even reading her, because she was clearly in a different state at that time. Yeah. So, so I'm not even reading her because she looked like what she was going through. For sure. And I don't think they ever got married. I think they definitely got engaged. Obviously, you see it on the finale, but like... Um, I don't think they ever got married. No, I don't think they ever got married. And that was probably a breaking point for her, too. But I say that to say, Katie brought her ass back on that show in that cheap ass wig, and she looked Ashley dead in her motherfucking face. Yeah. <laughs> And she said to her, I'm sorry, girl. I didn't mean to say you were dumb. Maybe I meant to you were stupid. <laughs> I said, bitch! <laughs> yeah. And, like, Robin's reaction to that is my all-time, one of my favorite Robin moments. Her laughing at that was probably... <laughs> I love that. I literally gained five years on my life laughing at that every time I hear that because it is so like you know who the actress um, um Aubrey Plaza is no ha- have you seen the movie Scott Pilgrim versus the world nope <laughs> <laughs> I am but not a Watching versus the world, you'll get this reference. You'll know what Paris means. In the movie, in the movie, I forgot her name. Um, Julie, in in um Scott Pilgrim versus the world, she's the one that works everywhere. She has this dead ass, cut and dry, monotone, matter of fact way of speaking. 
And the way Katie said it, it was like, I'm sorry, girl. I didn't mean to say you were dumb. Maybe I meant to say you were stupid. Like, <laughs> like it, it was so matter of fact that it increased the hilarity by tenfold. Like, because she was completely serious. Yeah, and it wasn't even, like, that funny until you saw, like, Robin's reaction, like, how unhinged Katie was about it. I literally, like, if I could have been a cartoon in that moment, my head would have exploded off of my shoulders. Yeah, it... Should I had ever heard. Yeah. The only other thing I had in this scene was that, um... Katie tells Andrew that she wants to get married again, and then he told her, um... Hell fuck. Pretty much. One step at a time. (laughs) (laughs) That man said, hell the fuck no. I'm not dealing with this. The way he responded, just physically, his body language, when she said the word marry, like, it was like... His soul, his body. (laughs) Yes, like... Like, like it was like she said she was pregnant. Like he would have shot himself right there. Like, <laughs> whoa! Like it was such an intense reaction. Like, how long have y'all really been together? Like that really made me curious. But I didn't have any notes on this scene besides that Andre was a was a red flag because I was just gonna use yo um you bringing up Robin's reaction to her saying that Ashley was stupid as a segue to move on to Robin's scene. <laughs> yes. So the next scene, Giselle um, goes over to, right? Am I right? Yeah. Um, so Giselle goes over to Robin's house. Um, Robin says she's a free spirit. Um, I think Robin's a very good example of a free spirit. One thing I like in what I know Robin's not a favorite of among many, many, many people, but Robin is actually one of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. Only because, not only because, but one of the main reasons is... Fuck your shit. She just isn't like any other housewife. She mm-hmm. doesn't give a fuck about, like, what she looks like. She doesn't care what she wears. Like, she doesn't drive horribly, but, like, she's not, like, you know like a Dorit, you know what I mean? Like she, right. she's very- well, Or she's petty. She didn't come back season two trying to keep up with the girls. Yeah, like she tells it how it is. Like she is pretty much open about her life. Obviously not recently, but like when she went over through that whole stuff, like with her ex-friend and stuff like that, and why she has like trust, like she's pretty much open. Like that's one reason why I really do like Robin is just she's, very different from all the other housewives. She did not, and no matter what situation she has become, she has not let money change her. I'm with you. 100%. I agree with you. 100%. That is the only reason why I have not put Robin on the chopping block all these years. Yeah. Like, Robin is a great housewife. She's just a burner housewife. Like, to me, Robin is the Cynthia Bailey of Potomac. The problem is, Robin doesn't bring the glamour to balance out her lack of, like, 
punch at the storyline. Like, right. or like, punch as a housewife. Do you get what right. I mean? Like, yeah. she's not, like, this is the first season that anybody has said Robin has been activated, but this isn't the first time we've seen Robin confront somebody on The Real Housewives. Right. I think it's either this season or the next season, one or two, that we see Robin clearly run down in um, Ashley's face down to the uh, down to the kangaroo restaurant. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's um, it's this season. And then I think in the next season or um, two seasons later, we see her damn near get choked out with with the damn umbrella by Monique. Yeah, so Robin's been jumping in the girl's face all season, but like. Robin is not the glamorous girl who does all of that. Like, she's a real normal-ass girl on Housewives, right? Which is why I've liked her, too. Like, I like like I get it. Like, I would be, like, the reason why I have really, like, secretly lived for, lived for Robin is because if I was on a reality show, like, I would be giving Robin the whole time. Like, I would be activated, yeah. be like, I I'm would- not center of attention but I do my big one like I like like I do what I do when it needs to be done do you get what I mean yeah like Robin has always done what she needs to do when it needs to be done except get fucking married but we know why now (laughs) we know why now right so like Robin has just never had the glamour part to distract everybody from everything else right but to or to like bring her up to the level of the other girls so because she's not glamorous people say she's boring but she does everything that the other housewives do she's just not yeah exactly she just doesn't yeah i agree with you we cracked the robin code robin is not robin's a tomboy she's just and there's you know She's like the only tomboy of the housewife. I don't think there is any other one. Right. And I feel like that would be me on Housewives. Like I would not be running around in like Christian Dior, Fendi down. Yeah. I would be around in like t-shirts and and jeans and like yeah. sneakers and like and like real cash. Like like girl, like girl for what? Yeah. Why am I Fendi to a lunch to cuss you out for 45 minutes on television. So, right. so that I can wear it again. When I yep. can wear t-shirt and jeans every day of the week and look like James Dean and be fly. Like, the fuck out of here. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, but with that being said, be- before Giselle even gets to the door, Robin says that she, you know, works in PR and she doesn't, you know... Yeah she's never been like a typical she, she basically said she ain't your average Potomac housewife with, 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 without saying she's not your average Potomac housewife I, I guess they weren't allowed to say housewife at that time yeah but she was basically like she's not like all the regular girls in in, in Potomac and she works in PR <clears throat> excuse me I say all of that to say why do you think Robin never started her own PR firm and instead of spending the past seven seasons bouncing from career to career, like like she's changing electives in college. Well, I feel like at this time, um, they weren't in the best. Cause I think like right when the season started, like that's when their financial stuff happened. Um, and they had to file for bankruptcy. And I think you can't like, 
I wonder if there's like a time frame where you can't like start a business and stuff like that. Um, and I feel like with Robin is Robin doesn't have a lot of like faith in herself. I feel like, and I feel like she probably just couldn't. It took her a minute for her to like actually like believe that she could do something. Um, and maybe it took like getting on the housewives to actually kind of like open up her mind a little bit. Um, but I don't know. That's the only thing I can kind of like think of. It's interesting because she started flipping houses for for a couple seasons. She was doing that. I don't know if she's still doing that. But then all of a sudden, she started the embezzled hats. Yeah, which I was doing. But I don't know. I think she's still doing that. I want an embezzled hat. I don't there, know if she dude, got that it. one. The one hat that Karen had, I really liked it. Send me the hat. Send me the one cute hat because I I don't remember none of the. It hats. was like leopard it was really cute it had it was like cheetah print like white and black cheetah print and then it had like turquoise on it it was like really cute interesting see i see i don't like all of that you know i'm a very simple person so am I, I. I really wear black and nude colors like yeah, i wear I, black and brown I'm the, yeah i'm the most simplest person like ever yeah like i literally wear black and gray the color brown and maybe the color green and only because green is my favorite color mine too i wear a very neutral color palette so i'm not i'm so i'm not gonna be walking around here no cheetah print hat like if you ain't got a black beanie Like, you're going way too much. Like, I saw that one white. It looked like a tribal zebra hat. I was like, yo, Robin. Robin. Girlfriend. You are doing a lot, mama. Like, what? Like, hey, can we just get simple hats? For the girl. For the (laughs) For the children, please. Now, one thing I will say about Giselle, when she do get to this dough, the shoes that she has on are everything. Yeah. Giselle's shoes, when she gets to Robin's home, look like money. Money? I don't don't know what shoes they were, but they look exciting. Yeah. Cute shoes. Yeah, I agree. They were cute. Really, really cute. Robin said something real fucking stupid. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That was a real hard (laughs) Um, (laughs) test. Sorry. I'm sorry. Robin says something real fucking stupid because <laughs> she said something in her confessional and she said um, something about Juan cheating on her and she was like, yeah. well, that's, that's what she, you get for marrying a man in the NBA so she, of marrying a man yeah. in the NBA. And I so was she, like... That's exactly what she said. She said, so she says that um, her exact words were... Um, 
Robinson in her confessional. She married her high school sweetheart, but got divorced because of infidelity on his part. Um, she says that what you—that's what you get when you marry someone in the NBA instead of someone with an with an NBA. So I had to stop her real quick because I was like, "Girl, that was really fucking dumb." And let me tell you, really fucking dumb because um, you realize that boiling a man cheating down to his profession is just one stupid on its own. But then to double down on that point, you have a best friend whose husband was a pastor. <laughs> and cheated on her. <laughs> you sound dumb, Robin. But I'm going to leave you girl. Because you just trying to do a big one just because you on TV for the first time and now you in the limelight so so you trying to stun on one real quick. So 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 I'ma leave you be even though you look completely stupid because Juan is gonna have the last laugh when when he walk out of this scene. We'll yeah, get that- to it. Um what else did I have? So I said um do 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 so Robin is selling her old wedding dress. And tries it on. Um, so then she goes in and explains her relationship with Juan on how they live together, sleep in the same bed, um, co-parent. Um, they're just not in a com- like not. I don't want to say committed relationship. They're just not married. I guess they have not had a conversation about them being exclusive. Yeah. So you sleeping in the bed every night with a man that you don't even, are you? Now, why, why? This this goes out to the Bravo producers out there. Why the hell do we not have a moment of a producer cutting in and saying, are you and Juan sleeping together? <laughs> why? I don't think they were very that good back then. <laughs> anyway it just is she the the reason why I said is she selling this dress because she spends the rest of this scene sitting her big musty ass (laughs) and I'm not saying she's big and musty but I'm just saying for anyone trying to sell something you should be wearing it no like the perception of anyone purchasing the dress from you knowing that they just got the dress and like you were just sitting your ass around in it yeah think oh she smells like they not gonna think her roses really smell like ooh 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 like that's not what they gonna think you boo it's not they gonna think you put your wide body ass in my dress no I'm playing but like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> shit like 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 but I said I wrote down in the notes I was like you can tell that this is something that like this trying on the dress shit is just some stunt that they trying to pull for the damn cameras you know they wouldn't be doing this shit if she was actually selling the dress don't you think she would just be packing the like she like 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 the dress was in a box wrapped up with tissue paper when Giselle got there why why are they taking out the dress and turning it out and doing the whole fashion show? 
I just wonder if she was trying to take pictures, maybe. And then Giselle's like, oh, try it on. And then she goes up and tries it on. Why? <laughs> Why are you putting on that dress? For what? You're That's not the- with him. And then, like, you're not with him. You don't know what y'all are doing. And then you finna sit here in the dress and explain to your best friend that you don't know what y'all doing in the dress, only for him to walk in and make you look crazy. Yeah, that was, that's when he came in. Like there are so many layers to Juan's reaction to walking in and his reaction to her sitting there in that dress. Yo, it is, it is a lie. Yeah, for sure. I let go on that one because I have a lot on that one. That is the only thing I had on this scene. Um, I didn't have anything else after like one left. It, hmm. Before I get to Juan showing up and reacting very poignantly to this dress, Robin set a precedent for her covering for Giselle's bullshit really early with the confessional that she made. Um, She said something to the effect of people take Giselle to heart sometimes or people take what Giselle says seriously sometimes and she just doesn't take her jokes or whatever. And so I'm like, so you covering for her bullshit and she ain't even did nothing yet? (laughs) She already knew. Like she already knew the girl was messy. She knew yeah. she, she knew she was a messy bitch. She knew up front. I was like, Robin, girl, you setting yourself up to look like 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 a damn fool. But yeah. it 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 you literally just sitting around the just soiling it, just soiling <laughs> the dress, like just sitting around, just soiling. The dress for what? Like for what? And then Juan comes home and his reaction to like so- it's so funny, but it's so layered to me because he's like, "Why do you have that on? Like, like why are you wearing that? Like, yeah. he, you are the woman that he married in that dress. You should want to see her in that dress. You're the woman that he is sleeping with every night." Whether y'all are in a committed relationship or not, whether y'all are like fucking... Like, bring back, like, good memories, you know? Yes. And let's be grown. They are fucking. Oh, Let obviously. Be very clear. Let me be very clear with you. They they, they, they have been fucking since the very oh, beginning. For sure. We are all grown here. <laughs> like... Like, 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 you are fucking this woman, and you are sleeping in the same bed with her, and this is the mother of your children, and this is the woman you marry in this dress, and you're reacting to her like she married another dude in this dress. Like, why are you reacting right. like? That? Right. Like he has such an adverse reaction to seeing her in the wedding dress. Like, like, yeah, it's weird to see you just randomly sitting in the middle of the day in a fucking wedding. Dress. It's weird. Right. Like, like, yes, it's weird. Weird. We're not not like, 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 like the irony of that moment is not lost upon us. Like, yes, you sitting around in your wedding dress in the middle of the day is weird. But 
we can solve that moment with the cameraman that's standing two feet away from him. Yeah. So he can absolve that. The reaction that he has, and then he has one of the first hot bike moments that I'm ever aware of as he's walking out of the door, where he's like, get rid of it. Yeah. Mind you, before he walked in the door, she was just having a she was just having a conversation with with Giselle about she doesn't know where the status of their relationship is. Yeah. He made it very like, clear the relationship I was. Know, so I want I do want to say one thing because I know I know that just uh Robin got a lot of hate towards um after the season aired because she um, on her pod, on the pod, shady podcast, she said to Giselle and, and obviously all the viewers that Juan had an affair, you know, around the time when they were supposed to be getting married. And um, seeing how, and that people were saying that how shitty it was because she didn't tell everybody and that she should have said that on the show. And I want to like, and I understand why people would get upset because they feel like Robin hides a lot in that they feel like she should be more open about her life just like everybody else's. But like, honest to God, <clears throat> there, every single housewife out there is hiding something. Like, I feel like Mauricio had an affair on Kyle, but I don't think Kyle would ever admit it. Like, but see, I was just having the, this conversation with somebody the other day I was like sure I agree with you there, there are plenty of girls hiding shit that doesn't make this any less wrong like I compare this to you remember when Kenya came on the show begging and teasing and hoping and begging and sweating and, and literally paying men allegedly to be her man on the show and then all of a sudden she fucked around and went and got married allegedly behind everybody's back and Bravo was pissed as fuck at her yeah I, I mean I've been so upset with that but I, I see why people were Robin did the exact same thing she's been teasing her getting back together with Juan since the first episode of the show. And then seven seasons later, you just randomly get married after you piggyback off of your brother's wedding in Jamaica? What? See, my, my point that I was gonna make is like, And then I, with the fair shit and the Patreon and the paywall. Like, it's like you're spitting in our face. Kenya just wanted to married. But so you my my thing is a lot of things make sense on why they didn't get married. Obviously, like we know now why she probably wasn't she wasn't gonna get married. Um, sure. My thing is, I feel like I was in a very similar situation that Robin Robin is in. Um, mm-hmm. When I was with my ex, I hid every everything from my family and my friends. Like I hid behind door, closed door that everything was perfect when deep down like it was absolutely horrific and it was so bad and that I hid everything for the sake that I didn't want people to think like I didn't want people to hate him so mm-hmm. I kind of like am sympathetic a little bit because I I know that's what she's doing I don't think she's in my opinion I don't think she's doing it as much I feel like she knew it was going to end up coming out whether it was going to be you know obviously Karen said something because you know 
and then I think like the person ended up like coming out about it I don't know I just feel like I kind of like understand what why she did it and that you know I feel like at the end of the day she was just kind of like protecting her family and and Juan and I feel I don't like Juan I feel like what Robin deserves so much better but I, I know why she's he's narcissistic like an artistic like she's he doesn't want to be with her but he doesn't want her with anybody else and I feel like that's what it ultimately comes down to and he knows what he can do I mean they're high school sweethearts like she was wasn't with anybody else like she's the only guy he's really been she's really been with mm-hmm. that is my intake on that Mm-hmm. But I see why people are upset. I get why people are upset. I'm just kind of like looking at it from like a different point of view. I I hear you. I absolutely hear you. And what I'm about to say is probably going to piss people off. But everybody knows that I don't give a damn. So it is what it is. The thing is, it's okay for you to hide from your family. Your situation with your husband. And it's not okay for Robin to hide her situation from her husband. Let me tell you why those two things are mutually exclusive. Because one, ain't nobody in your motherfucking family paying you to tell them a goddamn thing. They ain't paying bills. They ain't paying you to tell you their business. They ain't paying you to be their counselor. They ain't paying you to gossip. None of that. They ain't paying you shit. So you reserve the right to keep your business your fucking business. Like, that's protecting your household. That's your family. That's not the general public. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not obligated to tell them shit. Emphasis on contractually obligated to tell them shit. Now, with Robin, it's a little bit different. Because there's a couple angles that I'm going to hit you with this. Because y'all think I'm just going to go with, well, she signed up for it. It's a reality show. Ah, 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 ah. Yes, she is contractually obligated to tell us her fucking business. But however, if she wanted to really be in control of the narrative, she could have really been in control of the narrative. Why not wrap that shit up in two scenes? If you were already going to go ahead and marry one any fucking way, right? Follow me. Follow me. me. If you were already going to marry Juan in the first fucking place and you knew this shit was already going to come out and you said you were just waiting on the girls to bring it up, why would you just... Why, If you're protecting your family, why would you give the girls on the show control of your narrative? Right. No, I get it. Why not you and your best friend who was perpetuated as one of the faces of the show, the fan favorite, allegedly... Why would you not harness her in to wrap that scene up real quick so that can't nobody use that against you? Why would you not sit her down in a scene at your house and talk about the the um talk talk about it, talk about how you found out about it, talk about how this girl DM'd you and you lay the whole thing out in one scene and you talk about how y'all worked through it and how it, it, it was this and it was that and he DM'd all the girls on the show and da-da-da-da-da. Like, you could have nipped all that in the bud. You could have chopped all their heads off in one scene. 
you could have been like, yeah, he DM, yeah, she DM'd all the girls on the show and tried to get it, and she, and like, 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 I'm, she, she tried to put it out to everybody, and we had to work through it, but we worked through it, and you know, we're still getting married and we're figuring it out, and da 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 da, and you know, you could have really took back control of your narrative, and you really could have solved yourself of that perspective of the audience of you not bringing shit to the show, right? You no, really- I get it. And then all of your scenes with one from that could have been just happy-go-lucky, goofy-ass scenes because now y'all done got through the chain. Now you yeah. could have been the couple that represents people who get through it, get through, get through the infidelity on the other side. You could have really been in control of all of that if you knew it was. If she's really saying she knew it was gonna come out anyway, why not spin it her way? No, I get it. No, I get it. Like, like I said, I understand why people are upset with her. I was just like kind of looking at it like a different way. I'm not upset with her. I'm confused. Like, I'm like, girl, why would you just like, like my thing is I get why she hit it, but she also in the same breath, like, like it, like it kind of cancels itself out when you say right hiding it to protect it from your family but you're just letting one of the but you're just waiting for one of the other girls to bring it up like but how is that protecting your family if you're just waiting for somebody else to bring up your story right that's where that's where she loses me like I'm with like like I was with you until she said that and then I was like wait a minute hold on like now let's like what but you're calling yourself being you know, cunning and clever and and I'll tell the rest on the Patreon and da-da-da-da-da. It's like, but you could have earned your check. Yeah. You you could have earned your check and instantly changed the public's perspective of you. And you chose to like what? Like like it just doesn't make sense from any perspective at this point. Because it's like you're protecting your your family, but you're throwing away the storyline that you already know is gonna come out, and you and you're well aware that the other girls know about it. What? No, like I get it. Mark, it's not Robbie. You sound dumb again. You sound dumb. No, I get it. No, I I understand. Like. Like, I agree with you, Megan. I really do. But I'm like, there was a better way to protect yourself and your yeah. family. Like, that's how I'm thinking about it. Like, if you would have did this scene with Giselle, you could have chopped all this up and summed it up in one scene so that anything any of these girls would have said about you would have been instantly rendered bullshit. Yeah. It was a better way to protect your family. Like, I, because it now it made, like, to me, the end result of the way she did it made her and her family look worse. So, to me, it's like you, you, you did all this and now you look worse than you would have looked had you just taken control of the situation. Right. Especially when we gonna catch Robin, I mean, not Robin, especially when, especially. Especially when we gonna catch Juan on another hot mic. Speaking of hot mics, <laughs> Juan has a hot mic in the first episode of this episode, and he 
in the first episode of the series and he also has another um, hot mic in the episode of season seven and he's in the same place seven years later full circle moment because his hot mic when he walks out of that scene when he catches them in that dress is get rid of it and his hot mic in season seven of Real Housewives of Potomac is if it wasn't for um, Carter and um Cameron, I wouldn't be here. And y'all are engaged? Seven seasons later. That says something. And y'all wonder why people refer to Robin as Juan's roommate. I just know that, like, he is obviously, and I'm not, like, trying to, like, make excuses for her, but, like, I just feel like in my opinion, like, I've been in a situation like that where it was, like, in my face telling me I don't I don't love you if it wasn't for my son I wouldn't be here like I've had those things said to my face and among other nasty things and I still stayed like an idiot like just because I know what it's like to be in a situation like that and obviously like she is broken and just doesn't care about herself that she's willing to stay even but see here's my thing like i'm not even telling robin to leave the man juan is an asshole right yeah like i'm not capping for juan i'm not putting any blame on robin whatsoever but i'm saying if you gonna stay with the bastard at least at least empower yourself in the narrative do you get what i'm saying yeah like at least walk through it with your head held high instead of looking like the jackass in the end. Like that's more so where I'm coming from with it. Like, like I'm not telling you what to do in your relationship. That's not my business at all. Like if you want to stay with the bastard, stay with him. I'm like, like cool, but at least have your dignity when you stand with the bastard. Cause right. you are looking with somebody that makes you look crazy. Don't make yourself look crazy too in the process. Like that's like 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 we had the same message for Ashley Darby for years. Right. Robin was this was right there with her. And still is. Right. Pretty much. Congratulations on your recent nup- nuptials. Yeah. Ugh. But Back to the episode, though, bringing that back full circle again, because that was one of the first full, full full, circle moments that I recognized from this episode. Giselle did have a funny confessional about Juan that was really fucking funny to me. She said, um, Juan ain't going nowhere. We tried to get rid of Juan. And, 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 and where did Juan go? Outside to the mailbox and came right back in the house. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. I thought she, that was She does have some funny stuff to say. She does. Like she's a good reality star. Like I'm not like that's why I'm like damn like I'll I try not to go all the way there with Giselle because she's a great reality star, but she dances on that line. And culturally, it's this is me off. 
I get it. I do. But but speaking of Giselle, Karen shows up to Giselle's house. Did you have anything on um, Karen and Giselle and this dress and this fashion show with no fashions? <laughs> Karen's the black dress? No. Um, Robin and um, Giselle before I go, um, go on. Oh, oh, no. I had no other thing to say. That was like the last thing I said about the dress and the wand and, and the Robin. <laughs> There is something that I noticed about Karen um, in this scene. I'm not sure where it is in my notes, but you bringing up the the address made me think about it. Did you notice <laughs> Karen's wearing the same necklace in the scene that she's wearing in the confessional? Is she really? No, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it, like, it really just stood out because it's such a big fucking necklace. It's such a she big. She had like Luann necklaces back in the day. Statement pieces. Like those like, statement pieces, for sure. Yes. And she's wearing the exact same necklace in the confessional as they as she's wearing in the scene. And it's so funny because they have most multiple confessionals in the episode. Well, I know Giselle does, and I think Karen does too. Yeah, but, Karen has. But the fact that the editors focused on the one where they're wearing the exact same necklace That's was so, so funny. That is so funny. But it opens with Karen pulling up to Giselle's first house when she was in Potomac. I love Giselle's old house. I did too. And then like when Karen is walking up the stairs. It looks like if Miss Honey from Matilda had a mansion instead of a cottage. Yeah. Like, that house was so pretty and tucked off in the woods and looked like it had vines growing up. It was such a pretty house. And on on the inside and the outside, it was so beautiful. Yeah, it was really pretty. And Karen's stripper heels. Amazing. Amazing. I like it when Karen in her confessional, she calls Ray the black gate. And then she says, she says it's just as easy to marry a rich man than it is to, than it is to, that it is a poor man. It's a choice. I've never met a happy poor man. Never. Um, okay. cannot remember. As I said, like, told you earlier, I have never realized how much I hated Karen. I, I never hated Karen. I hated I her. liked Karen. Like, I never was like, oh, I live for Karen. I didn't start living for Karen until, like, literally the past two to three seasons. Yeah. I didn't start living for Karen until everybody else started living for Karen, I guess. Well, people have been living for the grand dog this, this whole time, but, like... Karen has gone to a whole nother level since like Potomac has gone to a whole nother level. Yeah. I've never been a, like a fan of Karen. I've never like hated Karen, but I've never like been like, oh, I love Karen. Karen has always just kind of been there for me. But in that, I was like, not you being classist, bitch. Okay, you tried it, but didn't you go? But Zell said something really fucking funny. Um, somewhere in this episode. I can't remember where it is, but she said, you want to talk about me and 
and manners and etiquette and I have a legacy and a pedigree and you grew up on a farm <laughs> said bitch <laughs> shout out to Siri County <laughs> shot in Potomac dying I can't once again though why did Giselle why did Giselle ever start wearing wigs because her sew-ins were so good in the first season. Why did Giselle... I'm assuming that this is the part in the show where we finally see that bang <laughs> That bang was thicker than a bowl of grits. Yeah. That was bang a- was thicker than a 12-pack of donuts. That... Bang was thicker than the tension at a bad girls club reunion. Yeah, it's a bit much. It was a lot. But I did have a question though. Yeah. Why do you think Giselle started a makeup company instead of like a cookie business or like some sort of baking company? I don't know because they said a lot of people were a lot of different people said she was a good cook or baker she's had a narrative about baking since 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 episode one because um I wrote in my notes it seems like it was so it was so much in her wheelhouse because she had this whole this whole conversation with Karen in the first episode about baking and then later on in the show as the seasons go on, there there was a poem, there was a moment, I think it was a season opening later on in the show when she brings a peace offering to Karen's house and it's cookies that her and the girls baked. And yeah. Karen flashes back to that. She calls back to that and says, you always did know how to bake, girl. Or like something like, like that. Or um, she was like, I'll take the cookies because they're from the girls, but I don't forgive you or <laughs> some shit. <laughs> Karen was so fucking messy. It was so funny. She was like, I'll take the cookies because they're from the girls, but I'm not going to let you in my house. She's too much. Too much. But I always wonder why she started a makeup company instead of starting like a cookie company or something. like. Yeah. Or something. Or no. So Karen goes to Giselle's for tea. Um... She talks about this part was funny. So she talks about Raven and says that she will never cut the umbilical cord. She will just expand it. I relate to that. I'm, I do this so much. I relate to that because I I play hardball. Like I'm gonna be a tough parent and be like, get the fuck out of my house at 18. I'm gonna be like, but I'm really gonna be like Kamorley Simmons. Like, please can, don't leave me. Please don't leave me. Don't you can stay don't leave me with your father. <laughs> Basically, don't leave me and your daddy together, child. We're gonna Please. kill each other. We're gonna kill it. We're we're gonna die. We're literally gonna kill each other the moment you get moved into college. Yeah, like, so might as well just say so there was no murder being committed. Look, you wanna keep two parents? Keep keep your ass in this house. Yeah, don't leave. Don't even. Don't ever. Like just, I like I like I in theory wanna be that parent. Like 
like long as my child has their shit together doing what they got to do for themselves and like and like actively working towards making their dreams come true like you can stay with me yeah. as long as you that's what I see. and if you want to stay and you don't want to go to college then that's okay just pay me rent a little bit of rent and I'll probably just put it away for a rainy day for you get like that, that, that's literally what it's gonna be for like me and my husband said the same thing we're we're gonna make you pay rent that we're just gonna put away for a down payment on the house when you finally get your shit together yep or you know if you need it for whatever reason yeah like so you technically won't be borrowing it from us you'll be borrowing it from yourself yeah you're welcome um so i don't have anything else to say about that um did you have anything else before we moved to karen's birthday um I did have one thing. Karen said in a confessional that maybe one day Giselle would be able to take the reins of the social scene of Potomac, but it would have to be after she's dead. And then she bursts out into this belly overlapping, right? Her laugh. She always had such a weird laugh. Like it's always been so striking. Yeah, but, it's like laugh. Yeah, but what stuck out to me was how much older she made herself seem yeah women at the beginning of the show it's like you're trying to diss Giselle but really like you're kind of dissing yourself kind of too because you're making yourself seem so much older than the other women and then later on in the show's seasons you get angry when they call you old and when Giselle yeah and just takes that as a joke and just calls your ass old all the time but like you literally said that Giselle was the next generation of black yep. women agreed I was like Karen Karen Huga like girl you is not that damn old even though like it was crazy to me though like how she was looking her oldest when this show started and acting like she was still a young yeah. hot, hot little PYT. Yep. And, and now in season seven, she looks her youngest and she's the most conservative panned up, got, got her shit together. Like now she's the real grand dom. Now, Karen yep. Huger is the grand dom. Yes. Yes. And seven, Karen is the grand dom. Period. Yeah. She's been faking it till she made it this whole time. Karen finally got there, but now Karen is the one. Um, Karen Huga. Karen Huga, honey. Yes. I did wonder though, like, I wonder what happened to the social scene that Karen claims that she had a reign of after she got. Yeah, I wondered that too. What happened with that after she got caught up with the reality TV and, you know, selling wigs and candles and shit? I bet it had just a lot to do with they probably did not want to deal with the reality TV. Like, that's the only thing I can really think of. Yeah, because I was like, well, girl, what what happened? Right. That's the only thing I can think of. And the only last thing I want to touch on before we move on from this scene is... Um, there was a moment when Raven, um, when Karen was talking about where Raven was going to school and she was saying like, she's not going to speak about where she's going to school. Just know she's in the top 10 or whatever. Da, da, da. Yeah. Theory on that. And yeah. you, are you as sure as I am 
that Raven didn't want her mother to mention the name of the school that she was going on, going to, because she knew that her mother was going to be doing a reality show, so she didn't want all that smoke. Yeah. Like I feel like she she was like you 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 can talk about me, you can even say my name. I don't like that, but don't say where I go to school. There's a million Raven. You could they could think the Raven Simone is your daughter for all they know. Yeah. Yes. Don't mention it. Don't mention it, girl. But let's get to this birthday dinner because Katie bust down a full runway walk walking into this restaurant. It was so funny. She sure did. So the ladies meet so the ladies meet for Karen's birthday. Giselle was the first to arrive. Katie shortly after. Um, In her confessional Giselle is talking about Katie and says she only dates white boys unless you're Russell Simmons. Then she may give you a chance. That stuck out to me because (laughs) One, I thought it was funny because I would date Russell Simmons too, even though I sometimes forget he's black. But did Katie, uh, not Katie, Kelly Ben Simone date him too? I believe so. Yeah, but he got for thin model. I was about to say Russell Simmons exclusively dates models. Like he met Kamorley when she was like sixteen, I think. Yeah, and I think yeah, they're all he likes some young youngins. Yeah, so. You know, but what stuck out to me about that, you know me, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a Virgo. So, you know, I go deeper than I, than, you know, you know how my podcast started. I dive deeper into reality television than most people think is necessary. Yes. How much of that do you think was, was, um, I almost said Karen. Giselle trying to allude to Katie not liking black men unless they have money. Um, I mean, probably, to be honest. I mean, I kind of got that vibe that that is maybe a, what's the word I'm looking for? That is Katie's persona I guess that that's what she's known for Mm -hmm. that's what I'm thinking of is that Katie makes it known Mm -hmm. that's my guess but and see once again I keep trying to dive into the real shit without taking away from my acceptance of interracial marriage listen bitch I'm all for it I, I love interracial dating honey at the listen if you really want to get down to the shit like if I was on the market right now I probably wouldn't be wanting to date a black man right now either (laughs) if you keep it real funky like if you want to keep it real funky I would probably not want to date a black man right now either for very specific reasons but however I just don't am I reading too much into it like it just it just really struck me as like her making it known like that was like or maybe she just wants white men to know she's available (laughs) I guess but like do you see what I'm saying like it almost like a diss to black men almost like it's almost like wait a minute like 
I only date white. I only date white men. It's like, like it almost feels like no fans, no fans, no Asians. No yeah. Asians. Like that's almost how it feels. But like, I'm trying not to be one of those like overly sensitive millennials. So I'm tr- really trying to be like, yo, am I tripping? Or like, <laughs> like, 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 am I the drama? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, am I the drama? Like, it's like, is that, like, is it me? Cause I'm, Cause I'm usually the drama. I own that. That's so funny. But you know, whatever. Uh, um, I uh, there was something that I wanted to acknowledge somewhere in here. I think I might have scrolled down too far. Oh wait, I think it's further down in the birthday dinner. But um, why do they have burlesque dancers at a family restaurant? Yeah. I was wondering that too. Because I was honestly just as surprised as Katie when she was like, they keep their clothes on. I was like, really? Like, yeah. Burlesque? And they keep their clothes on? Well, it's a family restaurant. Why do you have burlesque in a family restaurant? Yeah. And bringing a child to Hooters. <laughs> For what? Right. Good for them, I guess. Like, I, <laughs> sure. Okay. Whatever. Uh, your butt, I guess. I guess. Sure. Now, um, this one part I thought was really funny. Um, Giselle tells Katie that she was over at Robin's house and they were talking about selling Robin's wedding dress. Um, Giselle says, Well, she has two boys and nobody to pass it down to. Katie says, Well, what if they're gay or drag queens? I missed that in the whole Did scene. you really? Yeah, I I missed that in the whole in the whole in the whole thing. I missed that, but that is so funny. Shout out to Katie for making that observation. Giselle's reaction was so funny. She was just like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I know. I, I, I this episode left me with a lot of questions. So a lot of my notes are just questions. That's fine. How long do you maintain the rules of etiquette while the guest of honor is being improper by being late? God, I they did better than me because like Sharice was really pissing me off in this scene because I'm sorry, if you're three hours late till your birthday dinner on a weekday, and it's not like they ordered their main courses. They ordered appetizers because they were hungry because Karen made them wait three hours. Girl, when I say I would have ordered the whole appetizer menu and they did, they, 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 I would have got my main course in a to-go box. Well, Giselle has three young daughters and no husband. And oh, Sharice, Karen has an older daughter and a husband at home. Sharice has older kids. Like, Giselle gotta fucking go. Like, what? Like, like, what you mean? Like, she yeah. actually has hard out. She has three hard outs. And yeah. it's a- that was pissing me off. And I'm sure she's hot in that fucking thick ass bang she wearing. Yeah, it's just it was so. Like I said, so Giselle, Robin, and Katie are hungry, so they start to order apps. In her in her confessional, Cherie says it's stupid to order before the birthday girl arrives. But the house is stupid. It's fucking hungry. 
bitch you starve I'm not fuck that shit I'm hungry so Karen finally arrives and Karen is not happy that Giselle is in the center of the table she says improper is is improper etiquette y'all sound childish so fucking childish tell her like why don't you just speak your facts like hey I'm the birthday girl can you move right just say the shit in the fucking scene like and you were three hours late what do you want her to do stand until you got there that's what the fuck I would have said I'd have been like well bitch you showed up three hours late where do you want me to sit in my damn car like the fuck what were you doing for three hours you did right thank you what were you doing for three hours I know you weren't fucking Ray yeah and take Ray three hours I mean it might but (laughs) well it might actually when you get down to it it might actually take Ray three hours for a couple different reasons (laughs) Do we want to know those reasons? (laughs) I mean, if you want me to go there, we can go there. It could take a couple different directions on that. He could either be, you know, keep trying to get there. You you know what I mean. You know know what I mean. You know what I mean. He needs a little blue pill. You know, well, well, I mean, he could either, you know, trying to be natural and he trying to get there. So he's trying to go there all natural. So, you know, it could take longer because he's trying to get there by himself. So so he's trying to push you know what I'm saying or he could be on a little blue pill and he could be you know working Karen's ass for longer than expected or maybe he got stuck or maybe he got stuck (laughs) what is wrong with us maybe he's falling and he can't get up like why am, whole... I, why am I picturing this in my head right now? Because you a nasty motherfucker. I just like... <laughs> I'm picturing Ray on the stairs. Just just slide just sliding on the damn rose petals <laughs> and damn Karen done dropped on the damn stairs. Ray done <laughs> fell down the damn stairs and broke a fucking hip because Karen trying to get sexy real quick. <laughs> And Ray done slid down and slid two vertebrae <laughs> out of fucking place because she out here trying to get nasty. <laughs> Karen, if you don't sit your ass down somewhere and, and, and carry your ass to work. Well, don't sit down because... <laughs> well, don't sit down, girl. You're going to be really late to your birthday. <laughs> Please don't sit down, girl. Your ass is already three hours late. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Um... <laughs> So, <laughs> your daddy out the tub, girl. I gotta go. I'm already late. So, um, Cherise in her confessional says her husband lives, um, in New Jersey. Um, Giselle says she never even met Eddie. They've yeah. known each other for five years. And you've never met her husband. Right. So what does that tell you? I mean, we find out what, what it was all about. That's what it tells. She got a, she got a baby daddy. Yeah. <laughs> She got a whole baby daddy. She got a rich baby daddy. Yeah. Oh, he rich. Eddie. All I think about is when they're talking about Eddie. Do you remember the one episode with... um, It was one of the episodes where Monique was in. And... um, I don't remember her name. But remember Monique's one friend that... um, 
got into an argument with Giselle, but she's like missing a front tooth. Do you remember her? What? Do you remember her? Because in one of the episodes, um, they were talking about Eddie, and then the girl goes, "Oh yeah, I know Eddie," and then she like, then she kind of like put her head down like she wasn't supposed to know him. Do you remember? Nah, missing a friend too. You, <laughs> you lost me a friend too. Like, what the Krishan Rock is going on here? What? He was. I'm gonna have to find her. If you knew, maybe if you saw what she looked like, you would know who I'm talking about. Have to, because I, Monique is the person that like took the show to another level for me. Like when Monique and Candace joined, it was like over for me. Well, she got ended up getting a tooth, so Monique maybe paid for it. <laughs> well, maybe she paid for her tooth. That's a hell of a Christmas gift. Shout out to Monique. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's why I always remember Eddie. Anyway, um. There was something interesting that Sharice said about Karen that about me introducing when she yes. introduced herself. <laughs> yes. She it, it was just very interesting to hear Sharice talk about meeting Karen for the first time and literally shading her when and she now look at <laughs> and now look at them. And and the truth came out that she was like it was, it's just crazy because y'all that Karen was having sex with the help one one having sex with the help well that and then what <laughs> what, what 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 was weird to me was that when you say you met Karen it was a shady way of meeting her when you yeah. first met her right when you say you met her on camera but then all these years later you say that you didn't even know her when you put this group together. You, She just got associated with you and got put on the show by accident. And then yeah. you just ran with the show. So, yeah, so like, what it, which one is it? Cause you could have just ran with that and that was shady as fuck already. Like, why did yeah. you have to make up some shady shit? Maybe there was a different way that they met and they just don't want anybody to know. Which one is the lie? Is the old shade the lie or the new shade the lie? Or maybe they were both fucking the help and that's how they met. Well, I mean, Sharice did say something <laughs> stupid let, uh, later on about Giselle and her sidekick, which really didn't make any yeah. fucking sense to me compared to the way that reality stars travel today. But but we'll get to that a little later. Yeah, we'll um, get that for sure. That shit was just stupid to me. But... um. I, there was something that I noticed while they finally got this whole seating situation figured out. Why was Karen so nervous about hearing everybody's toast to her for her birthday? Like, she was nervous to hear what everybody had to say about her. Like, as everybody was going around, she kept saying, oh, Lord, oh, shit, oh, goodness, what you finna say? <laughs> like, 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 I was like, do you know these bitches? Like, why are you so scared to hear what they gonna say about you on your birthday? They probably have embarrassing moments of her and then she doesn't want them on camera. I sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. I didn't think about that. That that is fair. But that did leave me with my final question for my notes on this scene. Um, are your boobs fabulous? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, cause do they blind you? <laughs> do they blind you, darling? <laughs> that's it. 
how much grease is that what you <laughs> three hours oiling up your titties like I, that's it probably exactly or ray was greasing them up and then they got busy i guess grace slipped and fell in between one of them chairs. <laughs> Did, i just can we move on to sharice because i didn't really have there, there was yes get on my nerves there was just something small that i pointed out no, I agree. Um, so please. So I wanna I wanna start. So listen. Go for it. God. Giselle and her hairdresser Cal arrived to Charisse's to help her cook the crabs for her party. Charisse greets them and she says, I need help. Cal says, What can we help with? Charisse says the crabs. Cal says, I thought you meant your hair. Charisse says that too. So where's the confusion, right? Yes, we'll get to that later. Um, thing that I wanted to point out, this, yes. this is something stupid that I noticed. She's talking to the housekeeper whose name she can barely pronounce yeah. and can't speak a lick of fucking Spanish to communicate with her Hispanic housekeeper, right? Yeah. Right. So... There was a point where she says, I can't stand this ugly basketball goal thing. We have to move it. And all she does is go over there and tip it over and then she walks away. You're right. <laughs> that just, that just, that really just pissed me off. Like, I was like, why are you doing that? Like, why did you do that? Like, you had that woman walk all the way over there just to do nothing. Yeah, literally. I can't, I can't stand Sharice. I hate her. I never really felt about a way, like, I I never felt a way about Sharice because I really, honestly, didn't really remember Sharice from season one, to be perfectly honest with you. And I didn't really remember her from season two. But, like, so I didn't really feel a way about her at all. But, like, I, I, I just... I didn't like her in these episodes. Like, it was just like, y'all bitches are so childish. Y'all harp on such small ass shit. Like, yeah. and then like you sat here and had the woman walking. Like, my thing is, you contradicted yourself throughout this entire scene because you invite the woman to your house to help you cook crabs for a crab yeah. bowl that you is throwing. Like, my thing is, you invite- And she the, did it for free. You invite her to your house to eat crab balls, but you invite her early to cook the crab balls that you invited her to eat. Right. First one. And then you say that she's been to your house several many times and she's never acted like this, this before. So why are you so weird about her walking around in your house? Is it just because there's now cameras in your house that, that, that you don't want cameras walking around in your house? Just say that. Right. Like there's not a, like, there's a better way to not throw Giselle up under the bus for that because you, this really, she really more- pissed me off with this. She's like literally acting like Giselle is like, I don't know, the way she was treating Giselle in this scene really, really pissed me off. Like it really pissed off. Yeah, like it was trash. Like, 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 like I was like, why are you doing that? And like, for what? It's giving, it's giving off like, why are people acting the way they do vibe? Like, why, like, like what, how her, how can I say this? Like, you know when like people are loud and people would be like, oh, why are you so loud? 
like and yeah. then like you're like why why can't I, like this is just who i am like that is just who giselle is and she was having fucking fun who cares what she was like it really pissed me off like sharice has a stick up her ass she has an entire stick up her ass which brings me to a point that was earlier in my notes that i skipped over this type of dynamic would have been really interesting for a show because this show was supposed to be about you know society women and you know the social culture but the way that it was cast is like half of the cast is you know these these gatekeepers of the Potomac society and they're very big sticklers about how you behave in, you know, society culture with like Karen, Sharice and Katie. And then you have these other girls with Giselle and Robin and Ashley who are very anti-society culture, anti, you know, etiquette culture. And they're very like, we're gonna, you know, break that society and they're forced to be in this you know, group. I feel yeah. like dynamic in this type of show was supposed to be the first, like, ladies of. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I'm glad we got the housewives out of it. Like, I'm glad that they didn't stick to that shit, but I'm, but I Ew. wish they would have put that format on another group of women who actually live that life. Yeah. Because I don't think any of them were actually in fucking society in the first place. I think they just talked a bunch of shit about how prestigious the area is because don't none of them bitches live live there. No. And I don't think none of them women actually live in Potomac circles. But anyway, um, it was just so weird to me because <sighs> the fact that these women are so hardcore and protective about Potomac culture but are so acknowledging but so open with acknowledging that Potomac is basically a racist ass town. Yeah. And that they black people in Potomac, but yet you are so gatekeepy about being the tokenized black people in Potomac. Yeah. And being yourself it, and acting a certain way. Like that's no, it's like giving up Stepford Wives vibes. It really pissed me off. And it really gave another level of validation to the way that Giselle conducted herself when she said that society women shit I'm not having it yeah because because Potomac don't don't even want black bitches up in here in the first place so why do I have to assimilate to the way that Potomac women act for what right for what reason I mean if they're not gonna accept me for who I am then like I'm not gonna follow the perfect etiquette like fuck that when you said for what reason, it really made me think about that clip of Eartha Kitt when the guy asked her, so would you compromise for a man? And she was like, compromise for what? Compromise <laughs> for what reason? <laughs> I always say for what reason? Like, I don't know. It's like my catchphrase. <laughs> I live for that. Like, for what reason? Like, but, like, but my catchphrase is, but why? Like, yeah. But why? <laughs> but why? Like, what is the why? What is the reasoning for this? Break it down to me. Give me a reason why. Does Sharice have a doorbell? Yeah, I guess not. Because I never heard a doorbell ring. Like, they didn't insert a doorbell sound if she did have a doorbell. Yeah, I I did not get doorbell vibes from Sharice. Um, If that is even a thing. I don't even know if that makes sense or not. (laughs) You're like, no, not really. 
<laughs> I'm like, I see what you mean. Like, sure. Sure, people, whatever you say. Women people who got a lot of fucking money, but she don't spend it on the right shit. <laughs> yeah, like a champagne room, but on a doorbell. Right, like she has an entire wine cellar, but she doesn't have a fucking doorbell. Like she's one of those people. Yeah, she's like, let me get this wine room. I'll put a doorbell in in a couple beers. Right, it's like, why? Like, no one comes over here, but they drink wine every day. Yeah, I'm an alcoholic, but I don't need, I don't have desserts. Priorities. Um, so. There was. Go ahead. There was something that happened in, I guess it's like the B-roll or the, um, that's not what it's called, but there's a runner that happens and there's a quick uh, moment with Katie and Andre. I'm determined Andrew. to No, his name is Andre. I'm <laughs> determined to get his name. Um, there is a moment where Katie says in her confessional that she loves how good he is with the kids. Yeah. And they instantly cut to one of her kids screaming at him and he's like, can you do this? And he's like, no. It's just so <laughs> priceless. It's so And you priceless. know what also I saw too? In one of the um, kids, and I don't know this, I'm not 100% sure on this, um, but just the way it looked. So when, in that scene, one I think it was a little boy, he's holding a picture. And what that picture looks like, looks like a wedding picture, but it's blurred out. Right. Um, I think it was like her, their, her and her ex-husband's wedding picture, and he's Yikes. crying, holding it. Yikes! <laughs> not you're not my daddy, and you never will be. And I don't like you. I want my mommy and daddy back together. Right? Where's my real daddy? Who are you? Oh, oh, bitch! Where's the other white man? Yeah. <laughs> But back at the crab bowl, even in first, even in the first episode, well, it's still in the runner, but we're getting back to the crab bowl. We stop by Robin House and we see that she is in the shower taking her sweet, jolly ass time. And we establish, and she gets out of the shower and we get a hot mic moment from her where she's like, I'm always late. We already knew. One. We established that that her ass is late and that Juan don't want to be with her ass. That At least she admits she's late, like, though. Karen just don't. Huh? At least she admits she's late. Karen just don't give a fuck. Karen just shows the fuck up when she get there. Karen get there when he... Karen get there when she get there and then cuss you out for complaining about it. Yeah. Ex- you could not be any more right about that. <laughs> it's a goddamn shame. She's banging now, out on the, on the stairs with a broken <laughs> Period. Very that. Now, we come back to Sharice's house, and she's in her salon getting her hair and her makeup done, and you can hear um, Giselle and the friend, the hairdresser. Do yeah. you... And the way that it looks, and the way that the audio sounds, it sounds like Sharice can actually hear them and what they're yeah. saying. Like, is there any organization around here? Yeah. Do you think she could actually hear them? 
And that's why she was so pissed off when they got their ass up them stairs. I don't think she could hear them. I think she heard like the banging of the pots and stuff like that. Cause I'm trying to figure out why was she so mad that they were calling her housekeeper when her housekeeper wouldn't know where all the shit is. You invited them over to cook the crabs that she yeah. Over there and they're eat. not bothering you. It's not like they're going up to your room and asking you a million questions on where things are at. But like she said I that would call the the right. damn housekeeper. Well, like she said, she said. So Sharice uh, is like, why are you calling my housekeeper? You don't pay her. So I think, like, well, you do, and she knows where your shit is. So that's her job. It's giving pretty much like Sonia Morgan vibes when Sonia was mad because Tinsley asked her to um, ask her assistant, one of her assistants, to get a package for her because she wasn't home. Order around my help is me. Yeah. It's giving that much vibe. But see, like, it's weird because. A part of me can understand how Sharice feels about yeah. people just yes. in the house. Yes. Like, I get that. I get that. But you left them downstairs alone in your house after you asked her to come over and cook the food that For you there over there to eat. And it's not something simple either. You're asking her to take a live animal and kill it. And kill it. And then cook it. Yes. Like, you're not asking her to come over there and pop a can of biscuits and put them in the oven real quick. Yeah. Like, you're not asking her to come over there and just throw together a damn charcuterie board. Yeah. you asking her to literally kill animals and boil them. But girl, what the fuck? I didn't like that scene because I don't I, I don't I don't like animal cruelty and that's exactly what this was. That was animal cruelty. I felt bad and I love the animals. I do, but I also love seafood and I felt real bad. I just I don't want to see it. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't like I, you don't want to see how the burgers made. You, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. I'm actually, yeah. like, really shocked that, like, Bravo aired that because, like... That was a lot. That was a lot. Like, I was, like, actually, I'm, like... Now, like, that was, like, remembering. I'm, like, are they actually gonna... And they sure fucking did show it. They sure the fuck did. I don't think when... they'd ever do that again. It, it, it's also the same scene with, like, that one Miami episode where Alexia's ex-husband, Herman was had the dead pig out on the table i'm like oh my god yeah i don't think we would ever see that again no now um when did giselle change clothes and put that ugly ass wig on with that thickest crit that thickest concrete ass bang um she put that in after so this scene so right after like she, um beautiful sewing and the next thing you know she got this ugly ass wig on and i was like what happened you look so good five seconds ago so this part so um cal says so giselle is 
putting the crabs in the boiler and Kel is laughing at her. It's like, why are your legs open? And then Sharice says, says, they're always open. And girl, you have etiquette? Girlfriend. That's so tacky. Why? Like, I was like, you really gonna talk about this woman's legs being open? And you gonna talk about her being loud in your house? And you talk about this woman's legs and her private parts and what she does with her coochie? Like... Ma'am, hi, so, Giselle and Cal are um, cooking while Sharice is upstairs getting ready. She's mad because it's noisy in the kitchen. She says it's um, it's not how people behave in Potomac. Potomac, maybe the ghetto, but not Potomac. Cal and Giselle go upstairs to help Sharice with her hair because she told him that she wanted him to help her. Cherie gives her attitude and says, if you don't go downstairs, I'm going to ask you to get the fuck out. Um, Which pissed uh, me off because you literally looked that man in his face and said, and that too. So if you were like trying to like, you know, say something, just say something. Why don't you actually say, well, I actually have a hairdresser here. Like I actually have a person, like I got a whole person here. Like I got people booked, but thank you. And then try to make him look like he's, like, doing something wrong. Right. So it makes me wonder, like, was he supposed to be there the whole time to do her hair? And the way, like, she greeted him acted like she knew she knew him. Like, he wasn't just some random person she never met before. Right. So, like, if I was Cal, I'd feel some type of way. Like, why are you acting like I'm a stranger? Why? Because I I, I work for Giselle. But, like... Right. Like, because I'm the help, allegedly? Yeah, allegedly. Um, Which, let me to a point. Cherie said something about just um, Giselle hanging out with the help, or yeah. Karen said something about hanging out with the help. I can't remember yeah, which. Karen said it. Which is ironic as fuck to me now, because everybody on reality television travels with a glam team. Everybody. Including Karen's ass. Yeah, fuck Harry. <laughs> so, what y'all got against fraternizing with your like you like, why, like that's classes as fuck, bitch. Yeah. Like, crazy. Oh. Uh, so, um, uh, Sharice is not ready. So Giselle is welcoming her guests. So this is where she got ready. So Karen arrives. This part right here. Oh my god. So Karen arrives to the valet. Valet takes the car. She's mad because the valet driver is making her walk up to the house. Says she will talk to Sharice about this because it's unacceptable. What did you want him to do? Did you want him to carry you? Yeah. Like wanted. Like, what do you mean? Like, girl, get your ass up to bed. Like, y'all, y'all just wanted something to complain about. I can't stand y'all. For real though. Yeah. Just wanted something to complain about. She's a bitch. Anyway. (laughs) Honestly. Like Um, it was so Giselle's talking to Karen and another friend about what happened with Sharice earlier. In her confessional, Karen says, who walks around with the help at someone else's event? That. Karen, I don't understand. 
I don't understand. Like, it almost made it seem like Giselle was over there keeping the chef that Sharice didn't hire to do the damn job. Like, to me, if if Sharice got so much money, why don't she just bring in a goddamn chef? You I invite would, that right. Not you know work. what? After she gave me that attitude, I would have took all the crabs and left. I really would have took what I would have packed some crabs and left, and I would have took some crabs right on over to my house, and I would have cooked them for my daughters and for my yep. um and child. We would have had a ball. Yep, would have been like, you want to treat me like shit in in, in my hairdresser, bye, bitch. Enjoy eating something else. Bury that. Uh, that's exactly what my petty ass would have done. I would have took those crabs and I would have set them free. <laughs> I well, I don't know about that. I would have cooked them. But... Um, I feel bad. Karen tells Giselle that she's upset because of the seating at her birthday party. Karen gives Giselle an etiquette book, and, and then in her confessional, Giselle says, this is one of my favorite, all-time favorite Giselle sayings. Karen, you don't have to school me in etiquette. I have a, um, I didn't come from the from the cabbage patch. I have a legacy and a pedigree. You grew up on a farm. Farm. One That's of my favorites. wore me the entire fuck out. One of my all-time favorite moments. I'm with you, because that shit was so real. Like, it was so real. And then, on top of that, it wasn't even a book. Like, like the, like, like the, the, like, the shit was a picture frame. Yeah. What she pulled out that box was a picture frame. Yeah, I didn't see a book. It was a picture frame that I guess like like she pulled the she pulled the Dr. Nicole from Real Housewives of Miami in season one of Potomac when she must have had the rules printed on the mirror and had the mirror in the in the picture frame. Cause I was like, where's this book? And she's holding up a picture frame, looking at her thick ass bang in it. Yeah, pretty much. See, through that bang, that is the forest and the trees. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, yay, yang. Bang, bang. A bang, bang, bang. A bang, bang, bang. Dirty rich. Um, <laughs> shout out to Stephanie. Um, but that was just a lot. Like it just. But Giselle was working her ass because she was like, "Well, girl, like." Well, like, you the birthday girl. Like, aren't you the baddest one now? Like, why you mad? Like, Giselle was working her ass, and, she, and then she flipped it on her in them ugly ass wedges that she had on. And she was like, listen, uh, Karen, anywhere I sit in the room is going to be the baddest place in the room. I know. She's, I, lo- I love Giselle and Karen's frenemy relationship. I love it. They are great sparring partners. It was so funny. But I, was like, but I was like, Karen, you trying to walk off and say you above bringing yourself down to stewing in this mess, but you went and printed up a whole damn picture frame with rules and shit about going specifically to a birthday party. 
for real. Like the rules were very specific. Like it wasn't even a general etiquette book. It was like five rules when going to a birthday party printed on a mirror that you went and had made and spent your money and time on. Just to say you don't want to engage in this shit, but like you engage the fuck out of that. For sure. I'm confused. That is all the notes I have on this episode. I feel like it was a really good episode to cover for sure. And it needed to happen. I agree. I I absolutely love that. That was the end of my notes too. Was um the the last of my notes was Sharice talking about Karen uh meeting her for the first time and how it didn't make sense to me when when that was like girl like it does not really how you met her why did you have to make up a shady ass way to meet her like like why has it been shade all the way through the entire time like it's just too much for me but yeah, uh, yeah we we um talked about that earlier so i don't so that was the end of my notes too um this was a great episode yeah for sure People said season one was trash, but this was a great way to open up. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Potomac. Like, listen, there was a reason why I stuck around for these girls for um, season two, and I hope they came back. You know, I love Issa Rae, but I don't vote for everybody j- just because they're Black. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the girls kept me around for a reason. I'm tempted to go back and continue watching season one no shade like it made me wonder, I, like, I watched it not that long ago it made me wonder what what else the hell gonna happen because i was like well damn like i feel like every time giselle lie her bag get thicker <laughs> oh my god did you have anything you wanted to talk about what was the red pill that I brought up at the beginning of this episode? Because I don't forget it at this point. Um, Mia and what's his face? Gordon. Oh yeah, Mia out here talk about. It's just weird to me because Mia did all that. Me, me did all that. Pour a drink on Wendy. Hit her with a purse. Done got out there and said she fucking Peter. All in the name of Peter being her brother. Right? Yeah. All for Peter to get his ass. All for Patricia to get her ass. Because, you know, Peter is a bad bitch. <laughs> Peter is a bad bitch, honey. <laughs> Peter is a bad bitch, honey. Peter... Peter, Peter is a bad Peter, Peter Pumpkin Eater. Yes, honey, he is a bad bitch, okay? What did he do? Peter got his ass up on the internet in his crisp white shirt and was like, listen, I don't even get up on the internet talking all this shit. I don't even get up on here popping all this shit. All right. And Gordon, I was like, yeah, because you just come on the people damn show and pop your shit on their camera and walk off while they fight in your restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> um, smart man. Uh, but um, he was like, "Yeah, I don't even know them people like that. Like, I just came and filmed for y'all show because y'all said y'all was gonna promote my restaurants, which I told y'all, I told y'all, I told y'all, 
I told. See, I'm not the bitch that says, I hate to say I told you so. I'm not her. I love saying I told you so. Okay. I did. I did. I did. Y'all should have listened to me. Y'all want to act shocked the fuck now. Don't be shocked. I've been told y'all ass this shit. But anyway, I'll collect my money later. We ain't got to talk about it now. <laughs> um, girl, shit, I said, it just, 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 it's a lot. It's a lot. Because Peter got his ass up there saying he don't even know them people. He don't even know them folks. He said, my name is Benny and I ain't in it. I just came to get me a little, little, little uh, camera time for my business and maybe a little coochie from Giselle. That's exactly what he said. Basically. And Gordana, Gordana, the newest housewife, Patricia and Gordana are now beefing on the internet because Gordana got up on the internet and Gordishiana bust down on the thing and was like, well, if you don't know us, if you don't know us, why was you at our house and eating our food and breaking our bread? And why were you the first man besides me to hold our baby girl? And why were you? I was like, not hold your children. Your children? Bring the children into it now. You don't, br- don't you bring the children into this now because should nobody be talking about your injured son or your whole <laughs> daughter? <laughs> Oh, Patricia, how we've missed you, not. How we've missed you. Like, why? Give Patricia a contract. Just get back together daily. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Now, let's not get crazy. Cynthia needs to heal from Mike Hill. From chill. Yeah, she needs to heal from being chilled on the hill with Mike. Hill. Hill. Yeah, because uh, she let she landed that she landed in a valley with that one. She done. Mm-hmm. Bless her heart. But at least she got to walk her ass right on back over to the real housewives of the Atlanta and she got to change her little friend role real quick for the season. Yeah, we'll see what happens the following season if she comes back. She said, fuck you, bitch. I'm going to make me a coin any fucking way. Ho, I may have walked away from this show for, for you, but I can walk back as soon as, soon as I leave your ass. Now I take you and go cancel show and get the fuck ASAP after yep. this. Over it. All right. Well, good for Gordon, I guess. Not really, but I, I hope everybody, I hope Patricia has good business. At the, over there at the bar one or wherever he's at bar one Baltimore Miami and all the other places you do business and just not with the Jamaican restaurant with uh, yeah. Wendy because she doesn't want to do that yeah because and I don't know who the fuck would want to go to a Nigerian bookstore lounge bar who could spy strip club car wash <laughs> um, I knew Wendy was all talk about that restaurant. I knew it was never gonna happen. That felt like a bunch of bullshit. Like I was like, Wendy just doing some shit. I don't like Wendy. <laughs> doing some shit. I was like, what the fuck that even mean? Like a hookah spot bar lounge strip club. <laughs> Ho daughter. 
<laughs> right. Like, I was like, what the fuck? But you wanted to be a bookstore for the kids, but you wanted to be a strip club, hookah spot, bar. She's too like, much. I don't know. Wendy just feels like she has to be doing something to be somebody. I, but like, she's, she's definitely spoken on that because I think that's part of what her book is about, about her living her mom her whole life for her mama because her whole mama told her that she had to be something and do something and you know make some of herself and, and if she wanted to be somebody and she wanted to go somewhere she would wake up and pay attention well what pissed me off about last season with Wendy is her mom talking about how she has to how her kids have to buy her breast implants like bitch get a fucking job Get a your fucking kid, your life. kids are not obligated to do anything for you. You wanted to be a parent. It is your job, your job to take care of your children. It is not their obligation to take care of you. It would be nice if they did. They don't have to. And once again, it goes back to Candace. Y'all want to sit here and read Candace for having generational wealth and being able to have parents that are able to provide for her past her being a certain age just because the fuck they can. But yet y'all don't want to say nothing about Wendy mama begging her husband for, for fucking titties. <laughs> Nobody said shit about that. Oh, I've been saying it. Fuck Wendy. Fuck her mom. Fuck her mom's titties. <laughs> <laughs> May she have saggy titties for the rest of her life. <laughs> Not fuck Wendy, fuck her mom, <laughs> fuck her titties. <laughs> I'm gonna get sued for that. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Wendy, Wendy's gonna sue my ass. Wendy is gonna sue you. With her degree. And her mom's <laughs> saggy titties. She gonna use one of her four degrees to sue your ass. <laughs> and her mom's gonna get those boobs. <laughs> and, she, and she gonna use the money to pay for them titties. And she's <laughs> down on the next season with a whole new body. <laughs> the the ne- next season gonna start with, with, uh, with a Wendy mama laid across the table. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God, before I pee my pants. Do you have anything else you have to want to talk about? Because mm-hmm. the girls get on my nerves, child. <laughs> the, well, the next week we're going to the New York. Oh. We go into the NYC. I'm really excited. It's nice to do like fresh instead of the same four. Yes, homies and Roni. Yes, Megan and Brian take New York. Ow. Yes, so I'm excited about that. Um, I don't have anything else to say. I don't either. I think we got it all. What's up? No, I'm playing. Yes. All right. Well, it's been fun. Good to be back and at it again. And we will see you guys next week in the New York City. Love you. Bye. We will catch you in New York. Hopefully, we we will figure out a better way to close these podcasts at some point. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I think I kind of like the awkward ass endings. I think they're I really think, fun. I feel like it fits us very well. Yeah, like I feel like it's a better closing. It's like we just do an awkward ass opening and an awkward ass closing. 
word. Bye. Bye. <laughs>